All right, welcome to Move Left Idiots, a socialist talk podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Montarulo, uh, joined here by my co-host, Comrade Dracula. Comrade, what's going on? Uh, I'm doing pretty good. Uh, I still have my health. I'm still alive. I have a, I've had an off and on cough for a while. I felt kind of out of breath coming upstairs to my apartment uh, a little while ago, but they, you know, I mean, it is four stories. So I don't know. I don't think I have, I have had like no contact with anybody. Um, I I'm doing better than, uh, some people. I don't know if you saw on the news, the guy that decided he was going to, uh, take the law into his own hands. Um, you know, there's there's this this uh, Navy hospital ship parked in New York Harbor. Well, its sister ship is in L.A.'s Harbor. I didn't know that till I read this, but, yeah. uh, but I don't have the guy's name here in front of me. But apparently, a, a train engineer, you know, not like like a like a not a design engineer, but you know, choo choo motherfucker engineer, decided he was going to ram the train into the <laughs> ship, <laughs> even though the, the the ship is in the harbor in the water, nowhere near the train tracks. He's and like, oh, if I this just is get what it I could not understand the mechanics of. <laughs> Okay, yeah, it's got a lot of horsepower, but it's got no traction once it comes off the rails. Like, it's just, it's fucking, it's, he got a a good portion of the ways there. I don't know how far he got, but he was still, like, uh, several hundred yards away from it. But he got a ways. He, like, crashed through several concrete barriers, and he was gunning the thing. And I don't know what the fuck he thought he was going to do, though. Like, what did you, what did you, they they caught him right away. And the FBI asked him why he did it. He's like, oh, because I thought, I think it's, Corona's a hoax and this is a government takeover. It's like a takeover of what? The government's already in control of everything, you fucking idiot. Like, how did you, how did you get the security clearance to become a train operator, train conductor? Because you're clearly a fucking lunatic. This is seriously the fucking plot of Speed Three. Like they need to, ter- they need to turn. The- <laughs> Except he actually makes the jump and fucking crashes it into the fucking, fucking train. Sinks the he's hospital. Got, he's the, the train's like on a freeway and like jumps a gap in the freeway and that's when it fucking goes off into the fucking. And they don't even have anybody. Like I mean, clearly he didn't think that Corona was real, but they didn't have anybody with coronavirus on the ship. It's to relieve the hospitals of other patients of non-corona related illness. Yeah, so no, it's, it, it's for capacity, so you, uh, people don't yeah. go to the hospital and get infected trying to get treated for other shit. I mean, of all the fucking... Like, yeah, I hate the <laughs> no, military, too, but, like, this is a fucking hospital. Like, don't be a dick Also, and you can't a crash a, a fucking land-based object into an, a, a water-based object unless you're... Well, I mean, it's at the dock. He could have fucking, you know, if you would have planned it better, he might have fucking, you know, like, laid out some tracks ahead of time. I just can't see been, the... yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, unless he's literally there stacking. Tra- no, you know what the plot would be is that like th- this, like the this train conductor would be the villain. He'd be the fucking um, Dennis Hopper character, and Keanu would have to jump on the train and somehow derail it like off the tra- tracks before he could get to reach the uh, fucking the hospital ship. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I mean, and he's um, and he's the engineer too of the train, so he knows like the physics of why a train rolls on tracks and doesn't roll on pavement like he he just didn't gotta be the dumbest fucking guy to yeah. operate a train ever um, i would just start shooting the doctors in the leg for no reason he's like <laughs> right right why are you shooting me i'm not even awesome i just work here man like i'm it's not it's my day um, off i'm not I'm supposed to be here um so, <laughs> little clerks so, in there yeah. too but it, it, when you read the charges too they're hilarious because he was like literally the the charge is called train wrecking like they didn't have a charge for ramming a train into a boat because no one's ever fucking done it before. So he was charged with just just wrecking the train itself. 
So it's Which like, is probably a much less severe penalty than it probably should be, considering like that's, I mean, what he, he was trying to do. Tried to commit an act of domestic terrorism. He was trying to <laughs> blow up a ship with a train. <laughs> like, well, no one's very... no one, we we can't, we would charge you with terrorism, except that nobody's ever done that before. So you're off the hook, kid. <laughs> Uniquely American, I will say. <laughs> I, sh- I shared that with a, I shared it with an ex of mine. Her response was, "It's the most 2020 thing that's ever happened." I was like, "I agree. Yep, it's definitely yep. the most 2020 thing that happened so far." So. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, so uh, yeah, I guess we should we should talk about coronavirus because um, it's fucking crazy right now. You know, everyone every time any of us wake up with a fucking cough, we're like, oh, we're fucked. We're gonna die. Like, you know, it's just it's just omnipresent, I think, on all of our minds. Um just, you know, right now in the US we've had we have two hundred and forty four thousand over two hundred and forty four thousand confirmed cases, six thousand <clears> deaths. Um and those numbers jumped way fucking up. I mean these the, the you know they're stacking up uh and not just in terms of the cases which you know we've talked about has a lot to do with you know testing being more readily available but the death count has really um ticked up i mean in new york uh it it, it, there are 25 that there are 93,000 cases so uh, you know a good majority of the entire country's cases and 2,538 deaths so far in new york alone um, you know, the hospitals in New York are fucking overrun. Cuomo says we're going to run out of ventilators in New York in seven days. Uh, it's, it's just, it's a fucking fiasco. And, you know, we, we talked about this happening and it, we're not even close to the peak of it yet. Like that's the fucking scary part is we're probably not going to peak until maybe the end of April at the, at the given, you know, the, the way things are looking currently with the fact of like that, all these States like Florida just put a fucking shelter in place order in. And only because Trump called the governor and told him to like, that's how dumb they are. There, there was a press conference with the governor of Georgia uh, today, or I guess it was yesterday because it was on democracy now today. And so the, the press conference was yesterday and the, the Georgia's governor says that he was only made aware the day prior that people can spread this that are asymptomatic. Imagine that. What? Imagine what? being that fucking dumb and uninformed. I mean, we, we rag on Democrats all the time, but like the states that jumped into action on this first, still, you know, months after we already knew it was going to be a threat, were all state Democratic governors, no doubt. Uh, Michigan's doing terribly right now, Detroit especially. Uh, Detroit's already at capacity with 5,500 beds filled. Um, they are now having to double up patients in the same room, which they have not wanted to do. They're about to turn the old Cobo arena into a field hospital. Um, no, it's a nightmare. Um, it's a fucking nightmare. Uh, there was a a memo leaked by, uh, uh, an official at Henry Ford hospital in Detroit says, uh, in part here talking about what they're going to have to do once they run out of ventilators is triage. Basically, uh, uh, patients, quote here, mm-hmm. patients who have been uh, the best chance of getting better are our first priority. Patients will be evaluated for the best plan uh, for care, and dying patients will be provided with comfort care. Uh, it goes on. Patients who have Hospice, a ventilator, basically. basically, yeah, patients who have a ventilator or ICU care withdrawn will receive pain control and comfort measures. 
So basically, we're just going to morphine you, morphine you as you suffocate is what they're going to have to yeah, do. To death, which yeah. which is you know I mean you, that's if you know someone's going to die and someone else might live, that's the ethical thing to do, right? Um, but still, like we we're we're this is a problem we shouldn't fucking have. Like, no, this we're is already a problem we're that was already avoidable. The, right? We're already the worst case scenario right now, right? And it's only two weeks in. Um, I mean, you, what, what the fuck do you do in Flint, Michigan, where you can't fucking wash your hands? Oh, Jesus Christ. Like, yeah. what do you, <laughs> this is, Michigan's kind of probably could easily top New York City because they just, they don't have the resources. At least New York City has the resources or has the most uh, potential resources of any other city. Yeah. I, I mean, it's really, a, this is just a fucking fiasco. And again, you know. We knew all about this. Uh, Trump's team sat on it for two fucking months, did nothing because he didn't want it to hurt the markets. And, oh, gee, look, you know, by waiting two months, you fucking just caused another Great Depression, basically. Uh, you know, we're looking at today's uh, or yesterday's unemployment numbers that came out um, for the week of ending in the 28th. 6.6 million people filed for unemployment. And coupled with the 3.3 million who filed the week before. So 10 million. 10, 10 million, million people. fucking people. Filed and it's going to go up to 40 to 50 within a month. In, in two weeks, 10 million yeah. people filed for unemployment. <laughs> they, I think the estimate is that there are about 150 million people in the workforce or something to that effect. I, I forget the, you know, when you account, you know, elderly and children. So we're, we're like getting close to 10% of the workforce being completely. And this is not even including people who haven't yet filed for unemployment who are like, you know, temporarily furloughed or like reduced hours or, you know, I mean, it, it's just, this is a fucking nightmare. Like, of, I, I, it's just, you know, like, and this is just anecdotal, but I'm sure everyone is experiencing similar shit. Um, you know, like, the, like last night, me and my fiance were looking on like the food delivery things and we're like, oh, let's get from you know she wanted to get from like this japanese place and i looked it up and i was like oh that's weird not taking orders and i called them up and there's a message saying that they're closed and i was like oh fuck all right so then we called another place and then there was a there was a message saying that they were closed and then we called another like it's just there's so many fucking the 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 fact that we're never going to really go back to normal is really starting to dawn on me i don't know about you but like i've just noticed so many things where it's just like this is not going to just go back to the, you know, like it, it's just, you know, th- there's this fucking awesome uh, museum, like open air museum in, in Connecticut called the Mystic Seaport, um, which is like, basically it's like, it's on the water and you just walk through and they have like all these like actual colonial like buildings and shit and like stores and shit like, but they've moved them to this location. So it's kind of like walking through a seafront, like, a, a, like a seaport town in like the 1700s or whatever so no cars um, on the streets basically no no yeah you'd love it it's, it's, it's actually just, it's actually designed for human beings yeah yeah no but it's really fun to walk and it's not it's not like you know it, it's just a nice thing to do outdoors and walk you know sure. to walk there and shit and they're closed like and they're like yeah we don't know if we're ever going to reopen and this place has been there for like 70 years i think it's like it's just fucking nuts to see all the shit that's just like we don't know how we're going to survive. We don't know if we're ever going to reopen. It's really fucking just horrible to think about all these people who are out of work, who are losing their businesses, their small businesses. Like, it, it's a fucking nightmare. And, and, and it's only going to get worse. And, like, the government is doing dick all to fucking... I, I mean, we're getting maybe a $1,200 check minus tax in 
Don't spend you know, it all at once, America. Hopefully, hopefully three weeks, which is really going to help people who had fucking rent due yesterday and other bills due and health insurance bills due yesterday. Oh, but by the way, those 10 million people just lost their employer-based health insurance, which Joe Biden was trying so hard to fucking protect. Not so great of a system now, is it? When you when you fucking, you know, when when employment is so specious that it can go away, you know, in in the matter of fucking weeks it's not such a great system that that, that all these fucking more I mean it, at least we killed the malls <laughs> that's like <laughs> the only silver lion I can find uh Dan rather just tweeted out uh maybe when this is all over we can widen the sidewalks <laughs> <laughs> nice maybe nice, Dan. Prob- um yeah it's <sighs> just it's it's hard to even wrap our brains around it cuz you know a month ago we were making jokes about Pete Booty Judge, you know. <laughs> it was like, God, that feels I, like I, 10 I, years ago. I wish the worst thing we had to complain about was was that little fucking rat face piece of shit. But now we got real problems. Um, not that he wasn't a real problem, but um, at least yeah, he's not the nominee. That would just here. make things even fucking worse. Just have to <sighs> see his fucking face on TV every day with his oh, his God. bullshit, you know. And he's yeah, more he's it, more calculating. He'd be he'd come up with more evil solutions and he probably would win too. Just you'd have to like you could get a vaccine, but you'd have to um you know sign up for like a, a like an Apple TV subscription or fucking Amazon Prime. That was like the only way you could get the, the vaccine was through some kind of fucking bullshit thing. Like like they're giving out like crazy uh fucking uh Google Chrome pads or whatever fucking little you know ipad things to kids and it's like great now we can surveil you and we can tell exactly what you're doing at all times all that data is going to be fed into our fucking marketing strategy for how to make you a fucking slave uh yeah it's it's (laughs) the the idea that we're ever going to like go back to classroom learning anytime soon like the the governor of michigan is about to cancel the rest of the school year like now is going to just be like, we're oh, done. We're not I going back York, to school. New York's already canceled though. Or a lot of like municipalities have canceled the whole school. And that, that's like, you know, I think that that's even being, uh, I, I think they're going to have to look at canceling the start of the fall school year, maybe potentially. I mean, but you know, you know what they're not canceling is Wisconsin's primary vote. God bless Wisconsin. Oh, no. They're still going to the polls. <laughs> It's going to be fine. Joe Biden, I, I have to read this quote from today from Joe Biden because I could not fucking believe um, where is it? Uh, what he said. He was, uh, he was doing another one of those virtual town halls, I guess. And um, his face looks like it's melting off, by the way. Like he's the, like, you know, the end of um, Raiders of the Lost Ark when they're all the Nazis' faces are melting. Biden's like halfway through that process when you look at him on those little green screen chat things yeah. he does. So yeah, this was, this was Biden's quote from today, by the way, uh, this is almost identical to the shit that he said to people before the Florida election, which a bunch of poll workers contracted COVID and probably gave it to all the people that came through. Um, Joe Biden still wants uh, people in Wisconsin to vote in person. And this was his quote, a convention with 10,000 people in an arena is very different from ha- having people walk into a polling booth saying he also supports some mail-in ballots, but refuses to support an all-mail election. Um, uh, Here's his full quote. A convention with 10,000 people in an arena is very different from having people walk into a polling booth with accurate spacing six to ten feet apart. Uh, He also... uh, 
one at a time going in and having the machine scrubbed down. I think it's possible to do both. Literally, the fucking Board of Elections in Wisconsin, there was an article like two days ago how they were like, we do not have enough sanitary supplies to sterilize these voting booths. And they said, literally, the Biden team said the same shit. They acted like Bernie Sanders was trying to suppress votes by telling people like, hey, maybe don't go out and vote because these irresponsible fucking psychopaths are trying to murder you. Um, and, I, and, I, and I don't, you know, I want to win, but I'd rather you not die to, to fucking go vote in an already rigged election. So please stay home. And, and they literally acted like Bernie sh- needs to apologize for trying to suppress votes. And meanwhile, a bunch of people co- contracted COVID from all these polling places. Now, they're literally saying the exact same shit. And the people in Wisconsin are saying, we do not have the supplies. We cannot sterilize these voting booths. I mean, there's pictures from election day in Florida where they're like, these are, this is the entire, uh, sterile. This is the entire cleaning supply, you know, uh, list or whatever that the state provided us. And it was one can of Lysol wipes and like one, uh, like normal size bottle Purell, like an individual bottle, not even a big bottle. Why don't you let people vote till that runs out and then you shut it down? That's, that's the way we got to do this thing. Like, yeah. I can't uh, believe they're uh, still doing like what, what is the benefit to the Democrats for, to, to like, to literally just put people's lives in danger to continue this fucking well, they, trick? They know is that it? most people won't risk it. And in any election, the less people that vote, the more the conservative person comes out on top. True. Yeah. Same thing with Democrat versus GOP. <laughs> GOP is always trying to suppress the vote, and usually Democrats are not trying to suppress the vote. But here, they definitely are they're using the same tactics. It's just a very different scenario, but they're still running with it. Um, you know, like, like threatening to punish states that uh, postpone their their election for public safety. That's they're going to literally just strip votes away from those states, is what they said. They said they're going to they're going to take half their delegates as a penalty, basically. Um, well, so this now this is the interesting thing is that in New York, you know, <clears throat> their uh, primaries are come are you know coming up in uh, at the end of April, at the end of this month. But a lot of northeastern states pushed their primaries back um, to like the first week in June because they have time to at least you know assess the situation, set up you know, an all-male system if they want to. Um, Cuomo announced that he's moving his primaries back to June 23rd, I think it was, which is beyond the threshold that the the arbitrary threshold that Tom Perez set, where he said, if anyone moves their primaries past, you know, June 10th, we're going to penalize them by up possibly deducting up to half of their delegates. So yeah, a lot of they're people They're not going to do that to New York state though because well, they know biden's gonna do great there but but th- i think they're leaving the option open because if some polling comes out saying all of a sudden that bernie is neck and neck with biden or even beating biden in new york that's like the second biggest delegate or the second or third biggest sure. delegate hall so they're just gonna be like oh well you know we told them we warned them ahead of time so unfortunately of we do need to take half of, of new york's del- yeah. but they totally won't do that if biden is still in the lead there th- the reason they haven't announced anything yet about that is because I think they're waiting to see what polling looks like out of New York closer to the uh, primary day. Right. Yeah. Well, and again, they have this, this rules committee of 200 people that mm. they stacked with nothing but Biden supporters or Hillary supporters. Right. So it, it's, they can rewrite the rules at any time. 
right? And and they know that by and large, I mean, if you look at the the poll results from the last Super Tuesday, uh, the 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 turnout was massively in favor of Biden, and there's no way that you know Bernie loses Illinois on a regular day, right? We we know that people that are con- that don't have health care and are voting for Bernie for Medicare for all are way more concerned about getting a virus when they have no health care than somebody who is already on Medicaid who's retired. Um, there was an article, uh, the, this was this is just New York Times just doing its best to be New York Times. The title was How the Never Bernie Movement, or How, How Never Bernie Voters Threw In with Biden and Changed the Primary. And the entire thing is, is written by this guy who I'm convinced just called up members of his extended family uh, because like every, every single person, like they're there, it was just like miss so-and-so. Right. And they're all like retired in their sixties or seventies. And it's like, it's just very, it seemed very odd. There was like a, 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 a similarity to all of them where either they're completely not people and the quotes were entirely made up or he called up people. He knew that he were related to him or very close to him that they would just say, Oh, I don't know. You just, you know what I think you just put the words in here. And, and I'm going to read a couple quotes here and let, see if you can detect a pattern. Um, so this is, this is a quote. I can wait four more years for Medicare for all and the green new deal and go with Joe Biden just to get Trump out of there said miss Abedetti or Abedi 69, a retired professor uh, she added, quote, because that's my number one thing, end quote. Uh, next one here, quote, Biden is and always has been a, col- a collaborative worker, uh, one who knows how to gather and draw on colleagues. Expertise, uh, colleagues' expertise said, uh, Miss Becker, 73, a college professor in Chapel Hill, North Carolina, added, quote, Sanders is a do-it-yourselfer, end quote. <laughs> and then the last one here, um, Let's see where I lose part of my quotation here. Uh, Miss Stone, 63, an educator in Houston, said she, quote, supports, uh, supported Warren because she was progressive but practical, and that's not what Sanders is, end quote. So how many people do you know can give that concisive quote that are 69, 73, uh, or 63? Like, that's just... <laughs> He probably, if anything, got a huge rambling long thing. He took like two words from this sentence, two words from that sentence, and then yeah. pieced it all together to make this like very disingenuous yet, uh, you know, concise thought process that I'm sure was completely rambling and illogical in its original form if he didn't just make him up on his own. Yeah. Kind of like Joe Biden's speeches, like 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 what like it's it's like Joe Biden's speeches versus Joe Biden's tweets, like where his tweets from his team, you know, make grammatical sense, even though they're fucking you know gobbledygook and uh, you know neoliberal jargon. But when he actually speaks, he's you know uh, literally just. Uh, did you see the fucking? Uh, I don't know if it was a town hall or what. He was taking questions, but that one woman who asked him like. It was like, you know, me and my husband, uh, you know, we lost our jobs. Like, I don't know how we're going to pay this $2,000 a month healthcare premium. This this check is not going to cut it. And he was like, let me be clear. Uh, uh, you know, uh, testing for coronavirus and treatment should be free. This should be free. Like, oh, literally yeah, he didn't even listen to what they said. Yeah, he had no idea what they said. And he just, you know, cycled through the Rolodex of things he did remember and picked out one that was tangentially related to it. 
Like you almost see his hand under the table being like, go to the next one, go to the next one. Like, you know, cut the feet, cut the feet. Like, it's oh, just so God. fucking pathetic. These people like have no fucking business anywhere near elected office. But, and again, you know, we talked last week about the fact that Joe Biden has a very credible allegation of rape or sexual assault against him uh, from a former staffer. Digital the rape. Media- which I didn't oh, understand God. that term at first. I was like, I know, they didn't, it's... digital is 1993. What is he talking? What are they talking about? Oh, your digits of your fingers. Like, why not just say fingering? Like that's you just, put a, you put a virtual boy heads enough. <laughs> um, but no, yeah, it's, it, it, <laughs> I also could have made a demolition man joke. <laughs> Maybe you fucking, you put the headset on her without consent. You know, the okay. fucking headset. All right, that's enough. That's enough. That's enough. Hey, you know, back in the day, we used to call the finger banning. <laughs> Bada bing. Um, we might need those three seashells soon, honestly. If we can oh, get some fucking God. toilet paper. I've we, been so conservative we, we, with my supply. I've been like, just, yeah. Um, we, we need the screenwriter. Of, it's a national emergency that the screenwriter of Demolition Man needs to make a functioning prototype of the three seashells oh, so that we don't need. A- finally. finally <laughs> just put it out in a Vox planer. Like, how the three seashells actually worked in Demolition Man. Explained. Um, so, <laughs> but no, so, uh, you know, and again, the media has been totally silent. It, it's been not totally, up, not totally, but very the, the big networks, the big networks have definitely oh, cable been news, silent. Yeah, has been completely, um, you know, hashtag hero Alyssa Milano has been totally oh, silent God. on it. And, uh, you know, to her credit, Rose McGowan fucking iced her. <laughs> I yeah, don't know what, yeah, what no, interview that sure. was. But in, in like her most melodramatic Rose McGowan way, she's like, do you think I don't know these people? <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> like totally calling out, you know, what the, the biggest talent agency in the country. Hmm. Uh, I didn't even know that. I, you know, I don't know the names of talent agencies, but I learned all about this in the last 24 hours. This is, um, what is it, CAA? Uh, yeah, CAA is like the biggest. Uh, and they've repped like musicians and bands and fucking athletes. Every and, major, like, major star on the planet, yeah. basically. And the if they just, agency. if you do something they don't like and you get blacklisted, like you got to go through a fucking talent agency to get booked somewhere for something, right? And she basically called them out as being complicit with this, saying, you know, that time's up, this, this fake law group uh, that Biden has been shoveling money towards since they're, they're $806,000 since, since early this year, by the way. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just basically saying they're all in it together, you know? And it's, I fucking believe her. Like it's, it, it's not, it, she's not doing like a, Oh, I believe all women thing. She's saying like, I know these institutions, I worked with them and for them. And I know they're all fucking corrupt and I know who, why they're protecting Joe Biden. So, you know, and, money to them, yeah. and even the interviewer were, like knows all this shit and is like, you're actually saying this out loud. These are very powerful people. <laughs> like, I can't believe you're saying this. And she's like, well, I'm, I'm powerful, too. And so and she I was mean, like, oh, well, it wasn't the Clintons. <laughs> it's not like they're going to have me iced in the fucking parking yeah, lot. It's fine. The fucking interviewer is not, not shocked or denying it. She knows full well what Rose McGowan's risking by saying this. Yeah. Yeah. Hundred percent. So, um, yeah, if you don't so know no, what we're talking about, uh, you know, this is what's what's the date right now? April second, two thousand twenty. Uh, look up, you know, Google Rose McGowan interview, April two thousand twenty, and you'll probably find it. If you're listening to this like years later and it's archived, and you, you're like, yeah. what are they referring to? This is yeah, so. and she's you know she's been up and down in the past. She's been kind of shitty on something. She's been she's been 
she's veered into the realm of like <clears throat> white liberal feminism at times, but she's, you know, to her credit is, is really strong in this particular issue because she is a victim of sexual assault. So when it comes to people being hypocrites about it, like her good friend, Alyssa Milano, who she, you know, started on a television show with for 10 years she's like you're fucking phony like you know you're miss you were mrs Alyssa milano by the way took me too out of her twitter bio somebody noticed this week she's had me too hashtag me too in her twitter bio for like year like you know she became relevant again yeah she's she's like this is her whole brand uh as did the creator of me too quietly removed it from their twitter bio oh my god that's that's how much they want to make sure that poor people can't go see a doctor but that's how much joe biden means to them but you know what that means that means they know he did it they would they would be going full blast denying this if they didn't really think he did it they read they've heard the allegations they've read them they've listened to the interviews that that tara reed gave and they're they're they and they know it's true which is why they're just right because they've seen the way he acts around everyone when the cameras are rolling. They know that <laughs> yeah. you know we've seen him basically sexually bad. harass people on camera, so it's not yeah, a huge leap. Grab the woman's chin like he's showing off a fucking show dog, like, and yeah. that's when there's a camera right there. <laughs> could imagine what he was like back in the nineties oh, when he still thought he you know was shit. in his prime. Oh yeah, and, and then like the, the shit you had to do. If you came forward back then, if you were a congressional aide, was like sign a confidentiality agreement, uh, not allowed to talk to the press for thirty days. Like you basically put on probation, like workplace mm-hmm. probation. Like they like lock you away uh, to to make oh, sure yeah. you don't you know just go off and run to the press and tell you know. And then you know she did this the the a podcast interview with who was it Katie Halper Katie Halper yeah yeah and fucking Jezebel of all of all rags. Uh, writes an article trashing her for that, saying, well, Seriously? a podcast hasn't... Yeah, yeah. They said, well, you know, something this serious needs to be vetted. And, uh, you know, just her telling her story without any verification uh, isn't good journalism. Um, you know, nobody nobody was able to to corroborate anything she was saying. That reeks yeah. of like, oh, they should she should have come to us instead. Like, why didn't she come and, to us? Yeah, exactly. We didn't get the scoop on this. And keep in mind, Jezebel is rated below Breitbart for journalistic integrity, right? So they will fucking print anything. They were printing trash about Johnny Depp that wasn't true for years. Uh, There was some other guy who they they kept uh, printing tabloids about saying he was homosexual and he was in the closet. So there's like, not only were they printing something that wasn't true. Super cool to do that to people. it, It wasn't true at all. But if it was true, they're outing someone against yeah, that yeah. person's will, which is fucking dangerous. You can't, that's, that's like, that should be a criminal thing to do, right? That yeah. should be on par with doxing someone and threatening them. The, um, the only time I'll support that is if it's like some pastor who's like, like vocally anti-gay and trying to pass legislation. That's the only time where it's like borderline acceptable yeah, to do yeah, something well, like well, that. But it, I, whatever. It's just, uh, Jezebel is absolute garbage. Right? Yeah, yeah, and sure, and they're sure. trashing this woman purely because of who the accuser is. It's, it's. This is, you know, or who the accused is. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Just really fucking gross. So speaking of liberals being gross, because they're and again, you know, Alyssa Milano. I'm sure in her heart of hearts, she thinks she's a good person. She thinks she cares about the Me Too movement and all this shit. But in her heart of hearts, she's still a fucking rich liberal whose brain is broken by Donald Trump, and that's all she cares about is removing Donald Trump. Like consequences be damned. 
she would support another rapist as long as it's not like, I think that's literally behind a lot of these people saying the things that they say. And you can kind of, they kind of tell them themselves in their tweets. So I have, I have a, a little bit of a collection of, of some of the worst liberal uh, responses to the Tara Reid situation this week. Um, This is from Stephanie with Whittles box. I don't know. Uh, So uh, for the sake of argument, say Biden is a rapist. Trump is also a rapist. So why not vote for the rapist with better policies? What policies? How can you even <laughs> yeah, say his, he has substantive policies that are better? Like, you just assume yeah, that. I mean, <laughs> oh, oh, what, is Biden not going to elect a conservative to the Supreme Court? I mean, he fucking got Clarence Thomas on there pretty much single-handedly. Um, I mean, it's the, the notion... And, and of course, all Trump has, Trump isn't ideological. All he has to do is, for a moment, step to Biden's left, which he already has done. Well, yeah, I think he just said today that it's unfair that 30 million Americans have no health insurance. I mean, he if he, well, we talked about this before, Trump could say, I, I want Medicare for all. And his base would be like, yay, we love it now. And he'd do yeah, it on, a, it, on a dime. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, you know, Patriot bucks or whatever. Make health care great again or some shit like, you know, it should right. just be. He doesn't care um, about that, and he won't do it. But he would just say it, and he would fucking win in a landslide. He's already going to win in a landslide. There's people that even in our, our you know, our DM uh, that think even if Bernie was the nominee, that still Bernie might not beat Trump because Trump can fucking pivot on this sh- stuff so easily, and his base is so fucking gullible and infallible. Uh, well, he's infallible to them, I should say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That he could out Bernie Bernie with his own base in a heartbeat. And and yeah. win a good chunk of the independent voters that would have otherwise voted for Bernie. Yeah, and obviously Bernie can actually come to him with facts and be like, "Well, you're not actually going to do this. I actually want to." But Joe Biden can't do that because Joe Biden doesn't want to fucking do anything. Joe Biden is the candidate of nothing will fundamentally change, and when you know ten percent of the fucking workforce is out of work right now it, overnight, you know, not including the people who are already out of work, and it's only going to grow you know, exponentially and, and, you know, tens of millions of people are losing their healthcare, which was already shitty to begin with. And you're there saying nothing should change. You're going to fucking lose miserably. You're going to make Michael Dukakis look like Ronald Reagan uh, during his second, you know, campaign. Like that's how bad. All right. Dennis Miller. (laughs) (laughs) That wasn't that fucking obscure of a reference. Come on. (laughs) They'd be like, Oh, the the structure was there. The structure was there. Make Chester Arthur look like, no. Um, so, okay. Wait, so I have some more, um, yeah, keep going with these quotes. Cause they're just, yeah, there's a couple more. This one's from, uh, at Uma says what, um, and you should definitely tweet at these people cause they're fucking psychopaths. Uh, yes, we want that MF for child molesting, uh, rapist. And I'm just saying it the way she wrote it. She, you know, she didn't yeah. say motherfucker. She said, MF. yes, we want that MF for child molesting, raping P star grabbing C star in the white house gone i don't care if we elect a rapist at least the other one doesn't go around talking about grabbing peas uh or talk about banging his daughter Um, so all you gotta do is be a raper and not talk about it and that's good enough for democrats also i I, I would direct her to some photos of joe biden and his granddaughter at at a public event so she really thinks that he doesn't want to fuck uh a younger member of his family but um I mean, oh, so this is the this was maybe the worst one. This is from Pam Keith, who I think is an elected official or running for office or something. I, it, so, um, 
she tweeted out, you know, uh, a couple days ago, just a general reminder that Richard Burr and Kelly Loeffler broke the law and need to be investigated for insider trading. Um, of course, totally leaving out Diane Feinstein, who also did that, but whatever. That's a whole other ball of wax. So someone responded to her, and Joe Biden may have raped somebody. So she responded to that person. That means he still has lots of rape to do. To catch, I, mean, I can't even say this shit with a straight face. That means he still has lots of rape to do to catch up uh, to Trump. Also, I highly doubt that's true. <laughs> he has lot, This is an elected official saying he has lots of rape to do to catch up to Donald Trump. Like that's where we are. That's where we are. I, I saw one. We... <laughs> I saw one where the person said, uh, "I I would let my own rapist be president over Trump. I would vote for my own rapist over Trump." Is what is what she said, and it's just it like, where are you? Where are you? This, this is this Trump derangement syndrome, where it's like literally, you could, they would elect fucking Henry Kissinger over Trump. Oh yeah, hundred percent. And they fucking the liberals love Henry Kissinger. For, for all the so for all the things that we uh, d- despise about Trump, how many more wars have we started? None. <laughs> We're finally getting yeah. all of our troops out of Afghanistan. Um, you know, by by three years into the presidency, how many wars had George Bush started? Uh, the, the two, uh, but they you know have been the longest reign wars in U.S. history. By this time, three years into Obama, he started I think bombing four more countries. By that point, and how many yep. how many more wars have we started in the last three three and a half years now? We're we're bombing at least eight countries. I'm sure it's more like sixteen to thirty. You know, sure. it's just like countries sure. we don't know. You know, but I'm going to use Democrat logic and say, well, Trump inherited those from Obama, so he can't be he can't be held accountable by liberal. No, laws. no, I I actually not I don't agree, but I, I I half agree that yeah, those those were situations we were in because. Obama empowered the worst fucking bloodthirsty psychopaths on the planet to build his anti-terrorism, you know, uh, policy. And that's that's the result of it. Every fucking person that worked for Obama is is a ghoul working for some horrible corporation or military outfit right now. Like fucking Jay Carney, his old press secretary, is literally like the one of the like executive vice presidents at Amazon who's tweeting uh, at Bernie because Bernie basically tweeted in support of that that striking Amazon worker who literally got fired because he called a strike at one of the Staten at the Staten Island Amazon plant because a bunch of people at the plant tested positive and Amazon didn't even close the plant to clean it and they just wanted people to go on like things were normal. So this guy's like, yeah, I don't, I'm not going to die for your fucking, you know, uh, your for me to ship you these fucking you know knickknacks. We're going to go on strike until you provide better protection and hazard pay so they fired this guy which is legal by the way and so bernie tweeted about it and jay carney was like oh well you know he th- I, I think you should really read the finer details he was breaking the cdc mandated uh you know uh quarantine because he had been exposed to covid19 in the last 14 days and he wasn't maintaining social distancing so i amazon had no choice but to fight like that's what jay carney's doing right now it, it's right. Which is, is a bunch of bullshit. Wor- because yeah, which is all if everyone else is, is being shit. forced to work there without any any you know the proper PPE, then they're exposed too. So they clearly singled yeah. this guy out. Which is this is exactly what they do. I got a, a friend who's trying to uh, put together a, a rent strike, um, and uh, only started organizing it recently. So it was, I think a lot of people already had um, you know figured out how to pay the rent for the for that month. But uh, you know I. I, I 
I said, you know, we be really careful not to include, you know, personal information because if the if the landlord figures out you're the one organizing it, they will definitely target you. Like they're not going to evict everybody, but they'll definitely go after you. Oh yeah, 100%. <laughs> when, once they figure out who the instigator is, that's who they go after because they can't they can't afford everyone to move out. Like they can't afford you know everyone going on strike, but they'll definitely take the risk of of firing one person, even if he sues them, which he'll probably do uh, and probably win. And they pay that out. It's still less money than they would lose if there was an actual you know prolonged strike. Yeah, yeah, but you know, hey, they're still striking. Uh, Instacart's on strike. Whole Foods is on strike. So solidarity to those people. Don't it's, go it's fucking a shopping. Big fucking there, deal. And you know, historically, it's it's disasters like this that really bring about a, a surge in labor organizing. I don't know if you know about the uh, the Triangle Shirtwaist Factory fire. In what year was that? 1911. Do you know about that? No, I'm not familiar with that particular. All right. No. So back in the day, before we moved all of our factories out to the suburbs, you had a big sector of, of industry happening in office buildings. And it was the, I believe the ninth, 10th and 11th floors of this building in downtown Manhattan uh, was a clothing factory. You know, people, you know, hundreds of people packed into the top three floors um, sewing shirts, right? And as was the custom at the time, uh, they didn't have fire escapes. They didn't have emergency exits. They had one way out. And of course that was locked. Because you don't want people stealing, and you don't want to pay a security guard, so you just lock people in. Uh, and there was a fire. And what was it? Let's see. This was mostly um, women and girls aged 14 to 23, uh, most of whom were Jewish and Italian immigrants, probably a lot didn't even speak English. Uh, and 146 of them died in this fire. Um, 63 of which jumped out the windows rather than burn, jumped to their deaths. Oof. Um, because if you're on fire, you'll do anything to get out to not be oh, on yeah, fire, no, in, including jumping to your death. You know, it's just like, you can't, you, you just, I, I choose, I mean, you look at nine 11, all the people that jumped out of the building rather than wait for the right. fire to engulf them. It's like, right. it seems like an easier death than, than being burned alive. I, I probably, I, you know, I couldn't even imagine like, being in a situation and where I, you would be so consumed with fear. It wouldn't be like a, Hmm, what should I do? It would just be, no. Yeah. hundred percent. I'd be like, I'm, um, maybe I'll survive this fall. Basically was the thought probably for all these people, um, but I'm definitely I'm, not going to survive sure, being immolated. I'm sure that if you jump to your death, you go into shock, especially to world trade center that high up, you have so long that you're falling in sheer terror that you would probably pass out from, from the shock of it. But uh, after this happened, there was, there was huge strikes. There was a huge series of strikes, um, and, and then, you know, back then it wasn't just, you know, that, that those factory workers that lived that went on strike or just other clothing manufacturers. It was every, it was like general strike all throughout New York city, uh, organized by the, uh, international ladies garment worker union, ILGWU. Um, basically that was, you know, this was, this was an urban sweatshop. If that many people packed into three floors of a building, that was only 10 stories tall. Like they were probably sewing shoulder to shoulder. Um, and just, you know, locked in, can't do anything about it. Um, so that, you know, after that, of course, you have a lot more awareness about worker safety, uh, packing too many people in, um, probably, you know, that many people working, there was a lot of dust, a lot of fabric, um, filaments that were all ignited. The whole thing burned up faster than they could, you know, open the doors and let them out. So that was probably a factor too. So, you know, this kind of thing hasn't happened in a while, but now we've got a situation where, the whole economy runs on these these sweatshop Amazon uh, 
<laughs> fulfillment centers. I can't even believe it's called that. That's such a fucking gaslighting term. Fulfillment. Mm-hmm. Like, no, it's a fucking sweatshop. Um, that, that, you know, things are going to have to change. And God bless Bernie for getting out there and dealing with these pieces of shit. Um, and, and then you got, this, this is so enraging. You see the, the stuff with, um, you know, all, all the people pretending to defend the honor of Kamala Harris, um, who, whose mother died of cancer from the oh, vicious attacks yeah. of Brianna Joy Gray. You saw that? Yeah, because um, uh, Kamala tweeted out something like that. You know, a treatment for uh, coronavirus should be, testing and treatment should be free, you know, uh, period, or something like that. And uh, Bree just tweeted like a really fucking like innocuous thing. Like, I agree. Um, you know, uh, I would love for, you know, people to tell, I, I forget exactly what I, I think I'm even being too harsh the way I'm phrasing it, but it's basically like, I, I would love for people to explain to me why, um, other, you know, life-threatening diseases shouldn't be covered in the same way. She, she said cancer. She did say cancer, but yeah, yeah, yeah. people went on a rampage saying, how dare you? Because Kamala's mother died of cancer. And it's like, that's the point. Her mother died of cancer. Yeah. What kind of we a fucking psycho do you have to be to have? We don't want other people to also die of cancer. That's why we should have Medicare for all, you fucking idiots. It, you know, and, and just, the, like, they know that. They know that's exactly what she said. They know that, that she knows her mother died of cancer, or or presumably could know, you know, it, 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 in, to pretend that's in poor taste. Like, these are the people that are attacking her because they don't want poor people to be able to see a doctor if they get cancer. That's all it is. Yeah. And, and and like the the fake like oh her mother have you no shame caring about pores getting cancer her mother wasn't poor and got cancer how dare you compare Kamala's mother to a poor yeah yeah Kamala's far, father by the way was awesome like I don't know where the fuck she came from she like that's got to be the the ultimate fucking disappointment to be like a Marxist professor and your kid's a fucking cop who doesn't think that people should have health care. That's the like, thing. You, you, This is why you can't be cool around your kids. Even if you were... Patton Oswalt did a bit about this. If you grow up listening to fucking awesome music, you got a great record collection, and you have kids, you have to hide your cool records. Because otherwise, <laughs> your kids are going to listen to good music and rebel against it. And they're going to turn into little Ralph Reed Reagan Republicans. And they're going to rebel by you know becoming the the michael j fox character from from fucking whatever that show was in the 80s yeah they're gonna turn into a right-wing douchebag because that's how they rebel against fucking hip cool parents that listen to velvet underground you know like they've got to they've got to put on like phil collins and that's their fucking thing (laughs) fuck you dad i'm gonna go listen to sue studio I know. I mean that that it's genuinely true because like I my uh, stepdad is like the world's biggest fucking Beatles fan in the world, and I remember like you know as a as a when I was younger, I was like, oh, Beatles fucking suck, man. Like I don't get it. <laughs> right. It's like lame old people's music. And then of course when you grow into your musical taste, you're like, oh, these this is like the greatest band of all time. They've you know set the scene for every modern you know they 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 basically created the modern rock genre. Like you know yeah. there's. You, you and you're like these, and they're amazing songwriters. And then it's like you know, uh, well, we had one advantage, and that was that uh, you know we were really the first generation um, to to grow up with a generation of music prior to us that was made by people really high on drugs, right? So it's like <laughs> you true. didn't, you know, like you, the, you listen to to white people music from generation before our parents, and it's shitty and it sucks. Oh, brutal. 
You know, yeah. at the same time though, you had jazz musicians that were fucking high on heroin making amazing music, right? It just didn't. Yeah. It didn't get or played like on the radio. Awesome fucking know? like soul bands are like the er- the early kind of yeah. like you know yeah. like four tops and shit like that, or just like yeah. you know still that all the white people black, stole black people music were fucking from. high uh, back then, you know. Uh, but it's 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 like you listen to white music from the same era, and you can tell like they're all fucking sober. You can tell. Um, <laughs> that was I remember when I was in high school. It was like. You know, like the uh, Beatles anthology came out and that documentary series and then the albums and everything. So everyone was out like into that shit in my high school. Uh, but then kind of, you know, we got it like got into like fucking Doors and Led Zeppelin and Old Santana, not the Rob Thomas stuff. Uh, and I remember like my our, our parents or several times my own mother I heard some other parents remark that like, oh, it's so crazy. Like our kids are into new music, but it's also one of the music that we had growing up. And it's like, that's because they were high. <laughs> There's a reason. And then, like, it doesn't, doesn't dawn on you. Like why that music, music made was so dr- fucking good. <laughs> yeah. No music made, you know, directly and, and directly aimed at people, uh, high out of their mind on drugs seems to work in any, uh, era, I think, is the moral of the story. Yeah, I, think you... I just—they didn't realize that we were stoned. That was the thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like, you go back and play like MGMT or like The Strokes or something for your parents, like back in like 1970. They'd probably be like, "Oh, I get it. This is pretty fucking good." Like you know, right? Like it's, right. <laughs> um, uh, it just hits you differently, you know. Um, for sure. Yeah, yeah, I remember. I remember the first time I ever took acid, though. I put it was like a big deal to all my friends because they'd already taken acid and I never had. Um, so they were like, Oh, let's put the doors on. And I, I was just kind of like, uh, it's kind of exactly what I just, it's still the doors. Like I already heard it before. So it didn't do anything for me. They're like, yeah, Oh, yeah. let's put on dark side of the moon. I was kind of like, eh, it's still kind of, it didn't do anything for me. Like it didn't, like, I don't know. It just like, there's definitely other things that I listened to later on in life, but my, my, you know, fucking rural America friends were just like, Oh, let's put on all the fucking classic trippy shit. And it didn't do anything. Let's for put on me, fog so. hat, man. Yeah, <laughs> smoke um, on the wall. <laughs> yeah, no, no thanks, no, no thanks, no thanks. Um, yeah. So, uh, what were we talking about? Well, so you know, uh, and, and on top of this, so Joe Biden's offering no solutions. Uh, again, there's still speaking of fog fucking... hat. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Biden um, seems like the kind of guy who's like a fog hat tattoo somewhere. On oh, hundred percent. Bad company, just always rocking bad company on his fucking Camaro stereo. You know, just. Oh, kind of prick. Um, but no. So again, this is not a choice we have to make. We do not have to choose between the lesser of two rapists. Like there's a third candidate in the fucking race who just happens to support the solutions that would solve all of, or at least mitigate all of the problems we're looking at as a country right now. Uh, and that's Bernie Sanders. So he's uh, still running and he uh, decided to go on the view for some fucking rate. Like, I, I really don't even, I don't know why at this point, like, you're not going to reach these people, Bernie. Like you're, you're much better off spending your time trying to reach Fox News viewers, honestly, because the people who watch the View are bra- bo- uh, brain poison liberals who fucking loathe you uh, for no reason whatsoever, other than the fact that they've been trained to by MSNBC and by the fucking morons who host the View. Um, so I'm not going to play any clips from the View because I just can't fucking I can't take the gaslighting. But I do have a clip from the. Uh, the pre pre commercial like B roll that they're like you know coming up Bernie Sanders and oh it's, my god this is, I it, thought this was parody because I was they played this on TYT and I uh-huh. I don't watch it I just put on like a background tab if Jenk's not on because I can't stand him uh, so only if it's not 
an episode with Jim Collins. Can I, can I listen to it? And they start playing it, and I thought it was a joke because they do those like those parody promos. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes, and I thought it was fake. I thought this what you're about to hear. I thought it was fake because it is so fucking I did fake. Too. I did too. And then somebody put it like a different version of the video from like a, you know, the recorded from the TV. And I was like, oh, no, that's real. That was real. That was that's, real. Okay. That's the real announcer. So yeah. here's, here's, uh, here's what they, they, the way they led into Bernie's interview before the commercial. How does presidential candidate Senator Bernie Sanders answer accusations that he's politicizing the pandemic to push his Medicare for all agenda and that staying in the race could guarantee Trump another term? What? <laughs> nah. Like, how is that not an SNL sketch? How does Bernie Sanders, you know, refute the claims that he's a piece of shit who I, I really don't like, and and I don't know why he just won't go away. Coming up next on the why does Bernie want to politicize going to the doctor? Yeah. So fucking imagine saying is, that shit is, with a straight face and not bursting into flames during the middle of the fucking this coronavirus. Imagine who targeted for. Like who 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 responds to that cadence of speech in a way that, that they find persuasive? Like what People kind of watch person? The fucking view. Like fucking the morons la- who watch laundry the moms, laundry ladies that sit around folding laundry for fun. I want to go back to that article, the the Never Bernie Voter article again, because I just I want to. There, there's the beginning part of this article kind of walks through a little bit more of the thinking of one of these people, and it's not so quote heavy. So just just bear with me here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jane King, a financial investor, there you go, financial investor from Boston, well, it gets worse, uh, who describes herself as progressive, began the presidential primary as an avowed supporter of Senator Elizabeth Warren of Massachusetts. But as Miss Warren's candidacy, again with the Miss, Miss Warren, I'm pretty sure she's married. Why does it say Miss Warren? Yes, yeah. yeah, it's it's. I, I don't know if it's a black thing, but the author was black, and he refers to every single person as Miss. I think that might be a thing, but anyway. Uh, but as Miss Warren's campaign seemed to fade away early this year, uh, Miss King looked elsewhere. She considered Michael R. Bloomberg, Miss Warren's electoral <laughs> nemesis. She thought about. That way. It's so weird. <laughs> yeah. Uh, she thought about <laughs> Pete Buttigieg, another moderate. But ultimately, in the Massachusetts primary that was a must-win for Ms. Warren, Ms. King voted for former Vice President Joseph R. Biden. She was simply trying to do the strategic thing, Ms. King admits, but ultimately she was willing to do whatever was necessary to stop Senator Bernie Sanders from becoming the Democratic nominee. Quote, I didn't want Bernie to beat Elizabeth in her own backyard, but then it became more complicated than that, said Ms. King, 70, uh, quote, are we going to have a nominee who can take on the Republican Party? We have to stop Bernie. <laughs> so, like, that's that's one sentence there. Are, are we going to have a nominee who could take on the Republican Party? We have to stop Bernie. So it, it's like this schism in her brain where she thinks Biden is somehow a stronger candidate, but also it's this spite vote because she she just didn't want Bernie to beat Warren. And she wanted to vote for whoever would prevent Bernie from winning Massachusetts. That's what it came down to. Uh, and I think well, people who really thought that it was like, you know, Warren was, was splitting the progressive vote with Bernie. I don't think that's very true. I think Warren's no. hardcore supporters were all fucking Clinton supporters. And that's what it came down to was fuck Bernie for 2016. Uh, Warren's not going to get this, but I'm not going to give Bernie my vote. I'm going to make sure that we nominate Biden instead. 
Yeah, a hundred percent. And that's why she was down to like nine percent by the end of before she dropped out because she had lost all support that would have gone to Bernie and she only had that bitter eight or nine percent of Bernie haters that fucking, hate percent. You know, the hate percent. Yeah, the hate percent. Bring that one back. On. Um, I, by the way, I looked it up while we were while you were talking. Michael Bloomberg's middle name is Rubens, not Ruben, Rubens, like Paul Rubens. So he's yeah. Michael Rubens Bloomberg. And and Biden's middle name is Joseph Robinette Biden. Like neither of those two men should ever be present with that fucking middle name. Like that that middle name is so bizarro. <laughs> Bernie you... Sanders doesn't even have a middle name. He doesn't have fucking time oh, for man. a middle name. That, that is so awesome. I looked there. it up one time and I didn't believe he didn't have a middle name, but I just like I don't know if that's Semitic thing or what. But uh, that's almost it, as cool it, as Harry S. Truman's middle name being S. Like the letter doesn't stand for anything. Oh yeah, people S. do that all the time. Um, I had to do that. We were working at the the passport center. Because people would like, they'd have, they'd be old school, and their middle, their middle name would just be an initial, have no name. And like younger passport application processors didn't understand that, and they would ask for like more proof of identity. And they'd be like, I don't have anything else. That's my middle name is literally just a letter. Um, so speaking of which, the, the entire uh, passport processing apparatus of the US Department of State is shut down indefinitely right now. Oh, wow. They're o- only, yeah. And, and you're talking, I mean, let's see how many applications. Um, so in a year, our call center would get 5 million calls a year, right? Now, not everybody hit calls because not everybody has a problem. Um, some people call repeatedly, but I believe it's about, it's about 15 million passport applications processed per year in this country. Um, and that is totally shut down. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure our call center is shut down now. I haven't gotten that confirmed yet, but I, I got to message from uh, my AT&T saying that they're shutting down their call centers uh, to a bare minimum and that if you have any problems, like, go to our website, you're on your own, <laughs> basically. But, yeah, I mean, you got to think, like, call centers are packed in. You're shoulder to shoulder with, with people. There's no way you can not be no, exposed. That makes sense. Yeah. Like, at least Unless you just let people work from home. You can't do that with, with our call center because you're in, like, a locked room that you take have to – you can't even bring, like, paper and pen in there. Yeah, like with, that's with how like, hip is, but... Yeah, with stuff like that, it's tough, but – Yeah. I mean, at least with a department store, grocery store, workers can spread out, you know, and, yeah. and not be face-to-face with fucking – I was walking by a bus the other day. It was nighttime, and the bus driver had full mask and gloves on. That's just such a weird thing to see, a like, a bus driver like that. Um, and he, they have, like, these plastic – um, shields now that like separate them from the people getting on the bus because insanely our city uh, won't only use the back door of the bus the way that New York and San Francisco and Boston and much other cities are, are basically saying that there's no fare it's free but you have to enter in the the rear of the bus no coming near the near the driver uh, and we won't we won't do that here in Chicago for some stupid reason and so now you have all these drivers that are like extremely at risk with God knows how many people coming in close proximity to them every day. So it's, yeah, it's not good. It's not good. No, it's fucking stupid. Well, cause then if you actually made it free during this crisis, people would be like, Hey, wait a minute. Why isn't public transit free all the time? We pay for it with our taxes. Shouldn't this just be free exactly. normally? Exactly. And then they'll have to actually do the shit that they're, you know, all those you know, subsidies we give to out to corporations to build stadiums for billionaires. Like what if we didn't do that anymore? And we let poor people ride the bus for free. Like, uh, yeah, I mean, this, this, this whole thing, like, why, why do we have to pay rent? Landlord doesn't need all that money. They're 
not, you know, it doesn't, the landlord doesn't spend $1,500 every month to keep your property in order. Why doesn't the government just own all of these houses and then let us pay off, basically pay rent towards, you know, the cost of ownership. And then once we reach that cost, why don't we just own it? Why are we throwing our money into a fucking bottomless pit to pay this guy's fucking mortgage so he doesn't have to work and just gets to own a thing and also you know have enough money to live why would like it's the stupidest fucking system in the world but it, it's just again you know these are this is what happens when you start to question capitalism is like no 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 abort we need to fucking you know there's a it's just God, i forget the guy's name now but there was um somebody directed me to a podcast um I don't remember the name of that either at the moment, but there was a uh, Brazilian Marxist, his name escapes me at the moment, they were talking about, uh, and he talked, he was really big on educational reform, um, because when he grew up, uh, in, at least in, in Brazil, um, they didn't have school. They had like a 90% uh, illiteracy rate. And oh, wow. So he was proposing this extremely radical Marxist idea of having free public education for everyone. And people were like, "That's crazy! That's socialism! That would never work!" <laughs> right? Yeah. When he was, when in order to go to middle school, you had to pay for it. And the only God. reason he he got to go was because he promised to like help other people. So they they like reduced his middle school tuition. Yeah. So the, keep in mind, it's like this this is this is somebody who is a Marxist who's proposing like just basic shit that we take for granted in this country. Right, and 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 now it's like, oh, that's too radical, you Marxist, with your you know, free college bullshit. How are you going to pay for free kindergarten? I don't understand how you're going to pay for it. Like, how are you going to pay for free daycare? Fuck you, Bernie Sanders. <laughs> what we need is pay equity, not paying people a living wage. Um, yeah, no, it's crazy. There, there it was somebody I, uh, realized they were like one of those autos people that uh, wants to hold off on all other social forms until we have. Of reparations for slavery, which which I personally totally support, uh, but they were basically like, "Well, uh, universal health care, single payer Medicare for all is racist." And I said, "How is that possible if everyone's getting the same thing?" And he's like, "Well, giving everyone the same thing is racist because it always works out better for white people." I was like, "Oh, so we shouldn't?" He's like, "Well, see, because you know, public schools are you know some of them are better than others." I'm like, "That's because we fund it based on property tax, and property tax is not equal." You shouldn't, yes. you, you, you don't say, you don't say, no, we don't have public school because of the way it's funded, right? Like that's, yeah. <laughs> that's not, that's, the, that's, yeah, that's not the it's same in, thing. It's insane. It's childish logic to, to think that way. And you could say, like, if you really wanted to extrapolate that level of logic, you could say, well, you know, community health centers in poor areas are severely underfunded. And I agree, but that doesn't mean that we shouldn't give everyone a basic level of, hey, you don't pay for services for healthcare services at the point of sale. And once that is established, it's not like you're going to be forced to stay in your network. You may be able to just go to the fucking nice hospital and just say, well, look, I have Medicare. What are you going to do? Not take Medicare. It's the only fucking insurance there is like that's, I, I think in a lot of ways it would actually democratize and equalize the system more because you'd be able to go to better, you know, functioning places. And also you would think that if a president like Bernie implemented this, he would actually prioritize overfunding the traditionally underfunded, you know, healthcare institutions and health centers to balance out that, that, that issue, because that's what he's focused on his entire career is trying to get money to underfunded organizations that are there for the public good. Um, I was watching uh, Sopranos last night. I've been rewatching the whole series. I, I never watched, saw the whole series. I only saw bits and pieces. So I'm, I'm watching it 
really for the first time start to finish right now. And there's an episode where um, uh, Tony gets shot by his father as his father's going senile and thinks he's a burglar and shoots him. So they have like a whole episode that's like very uh, leftovers-esque where he's like this other guy in a hotel uh, and he's like meeting with these monks and everything. And then, but you know, in the meantime, he, they're like trying to revive him and he's flatlining and like all the other guys are trying to figure out who the new boss is going to be. And they're all like sort of counting their eggs before the hatch kind of a thing where they all sort of jockeying for elite power. And then of course, Tony lives cause it's not the end of the show yet. Um, and he's like barely able to walk still. And this hospital administrator comes in and says like, okay, well you're, you're good enough. We need to kick you out of here. And he's like, why? He's like, well, because it's overhead for us. And the longer you're here, the more money we ha- we get have to bill uh, for it. And he's, after a while, he starts to call this administrator the bloodsucker. And eventually she gets tired of it. And she goes, just be glad you had insurance. Because if you didn't, the ambulance would have dropped you off at the public hospital and you wouldn't have lived. So she's like admitting that like there's a, there's, you know, yeah, if, yeah. had did you not have insurance, you would have gotten <clears throat> subpar care. And there's a good chance you would have died. So, and this, this is, you know, it was like 2004, this episode came out too. So yeah, not, not as though this is a, a new topic. No, this has always been, always been the case. So, um, real quick before we get out of here, we you wanted to mention that, that AOC Politico article. Um, oh yeah. That, you know, I, and yeah. And I mean, I have, you know, mixed thoughts on, it. I, I the, the article itself for people that didn't see it was basically all about like, it was essentially trying to say, well, like AOC has been co-opted by, by the moderates, you know, more or less, like she's made a lot of capitulations and et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, obviously Politico does not have our best interests at heart and they're trying to divide the left. Um, I think certainly she's made a lot of really stupid decisions, um, you know, firing her actual like leftist organizers, who worked for her and, and hiring fucking Kamala staffers and all these other people. Like, I don't know who, I don't know why she would do that, but like, that's it wasn't as many people. I, I looked this up. It was the her main whole initial congressional staff is gone. No, not that's a huge no, staff. Not, not, the, not the whole staff. I, I looked this up. I don't know the names of everybody, but they were, there was some follow-up articles that dug into it to kind of fact check the political article. Um, there was, there was one article I started to read that I thought was going to refute it. Uh, and it kind of takes a turn here. So this, this was called AOC isn't breaking with Bernie. She's evolving beyond him as uh, progressive politics must. So basically trying to say like, Oh, Bernie is, is, you know, in the dustbin and we need to go beyond what Bernie's calling for. Uh, and then the substance of the article is a little bit different here. So, um, just read a little bit. This is about a guy named Charles P. Pierce from for Esquire, and he writes: uh, In the realm of ordinary politics and extraordinary times, this Politico article about Alexander Ocasio Cortez uh, is causing no little buzz in and around the inner tubes. I think he's being clever with inner tubes, kind of a dad joke, I guess. Uh, ever since she backed Nancy Pelosi, this is where it takes a twist. Ever since she backed Nancy Pelosi for the Speaker of the House uh, in the newly elected Democratic majority. I've been telling people that she has a natural political chops that that are dangerous to underestimate. That's what's like, wait, that's the thing you liked about her? Why do you <laughs> like I I, yeah. I really don't think if you're rooting for Nancy Pelosi that you genuinely want somebody more progressive than Bernie. Um so he goes on from here. Uh, referring to the political article, this piece frames this as AOC versus Bernie Sanders, which is unfortunate. Again, I'm like, okay, yeah, I agree that's unfortunate because I don't think that's very true. 
Uh, and it begins with an anecdote from the wrong campaign 2018. The real mistake AOC made was in opposing Sharice David's campaign in Kansas. <laughs> so again, like, what the fuck is he talking about? Sharice David's like, that- incredibly conservative corporate Democrat yeah. running who just yeah. happened to have like an identity that was so that was different. Like, he yeah. he really fucking sticks the landing here too. She and Sanders lined up behind Brent Welder, a former Sanders staffer against a gay Native American woman. And that's it. It doesn't say why. It just, that, like, that's all you need. Oh, 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 oh gay, uh, Native American. Oh, and she's a woman. Perfect. What does she stand for? I don't know. That's, we just, that's, we just want to tokenize this person. Like, yeah. as though there's not a fucking so, reason why they supported uh, Welder. You know, like, just, just yeah. completely taking away the agency of AOC to have a reason for why she did something. But look, like the the main point of this is like you know I I think that there's that obviously the article was sensationalist because it's political and they're trying to divide the left. But I do think that she has made a lot of poor decisions. I think getting rid of her initial her initial chief of staff Shoykat Chakrabarty, who was the one who actually pushed her to do things like sit-ins in Nancy Pelosi's office, was a was a fucking terrible move. And she brought on a person who was a lot more established maybe not establishment but established in dc sure and they're not and she's not doing shit like that anymore she's calling nancy pelosi the mama bear of the democratic party i wonder though i wonder if if like what if this is is a long shot just my imagination but uh what if that that term mama bear of the party is actually a term that pelosi hates for some reason and in saying it it made it look like she was doing something that was favorable, but actually irritated the fuck out of Pelosi that Pelosi wouldn't be able to say anything about. <laughs> Cause yeah, there's I'm not, a little, I'm not, I'm not going to go to, I mean, maybe, but I, I, I would doubt that that's I the still, case. I think there's a, there where I we mean, are look, us, uh, underestimating AOC a little bit and that she's, she's definitely not being as confrontational as she was before, but she is trying to, you know, she hasn't, cast off her views about abolishing ICE or Green New Deal or Medicare for All. If she no. stops doing those, if she's like, but, well, I give up on that. Well, then yes, then it's totally over. If she's trying she's, out a slightly different style while pushing the same agenda, I think that we need to give her time and credit for that. She's got to have the space to have her own intelligence to try out different things. If one thing's not working, don't keep doing it. You know? like you gotta, she's falling into the trap that, that and I, and I, I think now we, we've learned that this is really who Warren is. But when we initially were like, what the fuck is Liz Warren doing? She's falling into that trap of being like, well, I still support all these things, but I think I can work with these people to get it done. And I don't need to criticize fellow Democrats to get it done. And that's just never going to fucking work. Like Bernie's Bernie's strategy is the only strategy that's going to work. And unfortunately, the Democrats are never going to let he still that calls strategy these people work. his friends, too, though. Bernie's like my friend, Joe Biden. Yeah, You're but not going to beat but, your friend. You got to fucking make that guy your enemy and kick but his But he's ass. at least saying, like, I'm willing to support their primary. But like, it's, it's just you're never going to make fucking buddy buddy with the Democrats and then somehow think that they're going to let you sit in power because they're never going to fucking do it. And I think she's kind of trying to work both sides of it and, and like still wanting to enact the policies that she supports, but thinking like, Oh, well, if I make these concessions now, they'll support me. And that's the same mistake Bernie fucking made. Like they're just never going to do that. So I just, I don't want her to blow the only chance that she has at fucking, you know, cause she still has a lot of prominence, a lot of star power. I think she really enjoys that in some ways um, a little too much, but, I think she's got a real fucking shot 
at winning this thing, you know, the next go around, if she doesn't fuck up and start to go the Warren route before Warren went full fucking snake, you know, like when, when we initially were like, Oh, that's, she's really not doing good strategy. Um, but like, if she goes that route, it's just not going to end well for her. I just yeah. think it's really not a good I, I think, idea. I think AOC has way better instincts than Liz Warren. Um, yeah, well, I mean, fuck. I mean, you know, OJ Simpson has better instincts than Liz Warren. That's not saying oh, much, man. but, but, um, but, to, we but to, I, I don't we talk about OJ's redemption arc. Um, the, there was somebody tweeted out the, the, the picture of people that were like gathered at a farmer's oh, at a market, farmer's market in, in the neighborhood that where he lives, OJ's, or the city yeah. he lives. And they were like, can't, can't, can't we put OJ to work like thinning these people out a little bit? And yeah, that was my reply. I was like, well, I love a good redemption arc. Without, no, yeah, I was like, where's OJ when you need him? And then you were like, yeah, I love Oh, that was you. Arc. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Um, um, so you have but, a, so, the audio, the very brief audio of AOC remarking on yeah, the article. Then, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it, it is really short. So we, uh, yeah, yeah. I'll, so I'll play that audio and then we'll, we'll just we'll wrap that conversation up. But I'll, uh, here, let's see. With anything, I've only gotten more ardent in my positions, but I do think it's funny that uh, all these folks that one day are like, keep your third eye open, manufacture consent, are the same ones who fall the fastest for these ploys to demoralize the lab. So, so, I mean... A little hard to hear. Can, can you play that a second time? Because it seemed like it cut out yeah. for a second. Just, just run it a second time and we'll... So this is just her responding to the, you know, uh, about the article. Yeah, her response to the article. Um, With anything, I've only gotten more ardent in my positions, but I do think it's funny that uh, all these folks that one day are like, keep your third eye open, manufacture consent, are the same ones who fall the fastest for these ploys to demoralize the lab. So, like, you know, and I know people are like, oh, that's a great response. She's not still addressing the core points of, like, why are you trying to play nice with these people. Like I, I know, I know she may think she's doing smart strategy, but it's not a fucking smart strategy. Like that, that's all I'm, I'm trying to get across is that I'm not saying she has bad motives necessarily, but I think her strategy is fucking piss poor. And I think it's not going to work. And I think she's going to kill her. You never have anything if you make enemies with everybody, you got to have people that will vote for something. I mean, there's sure there's people That's who... That's not what she's doing, though. She's she's being too fucking conciliatory to these people. Like, she's... You, you cannot deny that her rhetoric has com- considerably calmed down from like where 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 we were really fucking. Loving I don't the care fact about rhetoric was... as much as substance, though. That that's the thing is that I don't I don't care about her praising people to to get them on her side if that works, right? I don't know. But I, you're talking I, about you're talking about Green New Deal. Medicare for all. These are like the, the the things that people support overwhelmingly. That people in you know in the uh, you know in the House and the Senate are overwhelmingly opposed to. So if you're you gotta fucking get people to vote for it eventually, right? And they're never gonna vote for it. They're never gonna vote for it. The only way to get them to vote for it is for them to not be there anymore. <laughs> That's the only way. These the Nancy Pelosi could be on her fucking deathbed. And the only way she could save her life is that like somebody went to her and was like, I will donate my kidney to you. If you pass Medicare for all right now, she'd be like, fuck you. I'm going to fucking die. I'd rather anyway. die. Yeah. Like, honestly, these people will never, I, I just, I don't know. It's a strategy thing, but in any the, event, the endorsement I mean, we'll see what thing, happens with her. you know, the fact that she's only endorsing two out of the, however many uh, justice Dems is a little more concerning, but they still have a lot of time left 
in their primaries. And I trust her timing on when to endorse somebody um, because of, you know, when she chose to endorse Bernie was a big deal. Um, so she, and she said, like, it's not that I won't endorse these people or, or it's not that I'm endorsing the person they're running against. It's, it's that I haven't had enough time to necessarily make a decision on some of them. And I, I respect that. Like, yeah, give her well, the time I mean, and space I mean, to decide. It's like, it's a huge bump. Right. And you don't want to fucking just give it out, you know, willy nilly. There's a lot of people that, that, you know, like Bernie wouldn't even endorse his own son because he knew his own son sucked. <laughs> so like, why, why waste it if it's going to go nowhere? He knew his son wasn't going to win anything. Even, even if his son was good, he had a principle. He was like, I'm not going to put my thumb on the scale to, you know, I think anyone should, yeah, should earn we, this. We he know how badly that campaign nepotism. was going, though. We need yeah, people. well, that's a whole nother. Yeah, I was for five seconds working on it. Yeah, it's it's not. It was not a good situation. And that wasn't but, that um, wasn't the one with, with the fucking whale, right? That no, the other guy. God, that's let's not even. I'd love stories. to bring up the fucking whale. Um, <laughs> just just tell explain what it was really quick to say. Everyone who's listening to it doesn't know what we're talking no, about. No, it's just it, it, basically we've talked about it on the pod before. Basically, the, the, it just the, one of the candidates we I did it. I did some work for insisted on putting a whale like a breaching whale into this campaign ad that was made for like zero fucking money whatsoever. And we had to pay an absorbent fee to put this like literal two second clip of this whale into this video. We had to buy the fucking like the, the licensing rights to this, like, like over a hundred dollars worth of footage for an ad that didn't cost that much money for a two second shot of a fucking whale. And it was like, it has to be in there. And it was, it was was like a, a coastal, congressional district too so yeah, yeah. it was like we have to have the whale in there <laughs> and he wouldn't let it go no, it was willing to spend the money and the idea that like the candidate would want that much control over like the the b-roll footage of the commercial is insane uh, to me and, and he was literally like i will i will pay for it out of my own pocket i was like do not waste a hundred dollars on this seriously fucking two seconds. that's that's like I, thousands I like, of mailers do not right spend there. your money like what is wrong with you you, um, I, I've managed campaigns before, and you want a candidate that is going to basically go out and talk to people, not somebody who's going to micromanage the fucking video editor, right? That's just like completely a terrible candidate right yeah. there. <laughs> yeah. Well, in any event, um, yeah, so that does it for us this week. Uh, you know, you know where to hit us up on the socials, uh, you know, soundcloud.com slash move left, facebook.com move left idiots, uh, Apple Podcasts patreon.com slash move left see how many uh, uh followers we got on uh, facebook now no what are we up to uh, we got like eight thousand facebook followers now oh wow nice yeah yes yeah. it would go, be nice if we had eight thousand plays per episode of the show yeah, yeah. but what the fuck, people? Fucking, yeah <laughs> well, no, I mean, well you people you, you know you're listening but uh, what the fuck other people we just started like um, jimmy doring our fans were just like <laughs> why won't you come on my show why won't you come on my show share our podcast <laughs> uh you fucking sellouts now. Um, all right. So Tulsi Gabbard. Yeah. Tulsi Gabbard. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, we'll uh, see everyone next week. Make sure you wash your hands uh, and stay the fuck oh, at home. Really quick. Have you, I, I have noticed that since I wash my hands 10 times a day now, my facial complexion has cleared up better than it's been in years. <laughs> So, if anyone else, you're there, not touching your face with greasy hands. Exactly. No, that's what it is. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Is that it's like you, you wonder, like, why do I still get fucking acne once in a while, and I'm this old? I'm like, oh, it's because I am not if trying you touch to survive grease a and virus. Then you touch your face, yeah, right. And it's like if there's even like the tiniest little bit of of, of anything on my hands, I'm hyper aware of it now. 
where it's just like, how did I not wash my hands 10 times a day? Like just <laughs> like, where my, I was just living in filth all this time. I didn't even, yeah. yeah. Anyway, good hygiene, <sighs> stay in school, stay out of drugs, wash your hands. Stay home. We'll <laughs> yeah, you, you can't go to school. The world has caught a virus, so I've written you a poem. We need your help to cure it, so stay the fuck at home. And if you have got 12 kids or you're living on your own, lock it down and isolate and stay the fuck at home. If you think you're not at risk here, you're living in a dome. It spreads faster than a hooker's leg, so stay the fuck at home. I need the gym, I need the beach, I hear you bitch and moan. You need to grow a brain cell and stay the fuck at home, but I feel fine. I don't feel sick. I'll go out on my own. How thick are you, you selfish prick? Please just stay the fuck at home. From LA through to Berlin, from Wuhan through to Rome. There's people dying every day, so stay the fuck at home. If you need to contact family, use Facebook, Skype, or phone. We've got the fucking internet, so stay the fuck at home. The only way to slow it down is isolate, not roam. Please help the world get back on track and stay the fuck at home. Stay the fuck at home. Stay the fuck at home. Don't you be a fucking dick. Please stay the fuck at home. Stay the fuck at home.